0: The plateau. I'm David Schreiner Kahn with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss.
1: Because at some point we're gonna get through this, and the people that we've helped through our own leadership, they're gonna remember us. They're gonna remember you as the person who was there, who provided value, who was, was a resource, who was a calm influence. Who wasn't going all negative, and you know, and when business comes back, when business bounces back, you're going to be the first person that they think of.
0: Today on episode 34 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with Alan Cohen. Alan discusses several transitions in his own career that really set the stage for his ability to coach leaders through a crisis, especially at this time of seemingly endless chaos. you want to listen to Alan's calming words of guidance. It's a remarkable message for us today. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you'd like to share your story on going solo, or if you know someone who would, please get in touch with me via our website at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Alan Cohen. Alan is a TEDx speaker, author, executive, and team coach. He has coached executives and teams at organizations including American Express, Tiffany's, MetLife, and Bloomberg as well as countless nonprofits and small businesses. He's the author of the book, The Connection Challenge, How Executives Create Power and Possibility in the Age of Distraction, and Those Difficult Talks for PR Pros. Alan, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, David. Good to be here.
0: So we certainly are in complex times. It seems like um, as of the the day we're recording this, things are changing day by day in our world. Um, Who knows what The situation might be like at the moment that this episode gets released. But in any case, you and your career have weathered lots of transitions. You started your own business following a long career as an employee in various kinds of leadership roles. Um, I wondered if we could start by talking a little bit about uh, what you've done and kind of how you have managed to Go through your own transitions and we could get into some of the work you do serving clients.
1: Sure. So as, as you had said, I, I I was a career marketing and public relations person with, with a, a little foray into human resources. But the most of my career had been spent working in public relations settings, in, both in-house and, uh, and on the client side. And so... I had always had an interest in human development, personal development, and so I kind of dabbled in that. Um, but but I was doing pretty high level PR work, and in fact, most notably, I was the head of publicity for Scholastic Publishing and led the team that uh, launched the Harry Potter uh, books. The publicity, so I was director of publicity and was the first person in the United States actually to to have a, a marketing PR uh, relationship with JK Rowling and toured around the country. And that was really the, the highlight of my professional career. And I did that. And then I thought eh, like what, you know, there wasn't a lot left for me in PR. I felt like I had hit the, you hit the pinnacle and then I got laid off, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which, um, uh, left me to decide what I wanted to do next. And, and so I, I, I stayed in PR a little bit longer, but knew that I really wanted to be a coach. I had taken a coaching, uh, certification course and really wanted to to do that and so one day without you know without really thinking it through i i told my boss i was then working as director of publicity for the broadway league and where which ran the tony awards and and uh which was a a passion of mine but i knew my, my heart wasn't into it and i told my boss that i was gonna leave that i was gonna start my own my own business as as a coach and trainer and with no experience really running my own business i, I didn't know what i was getting myself into but i have uh, moxie you know i have some street smarts and i thought well I, I know how to market and i know how to do publicity so it shouldn't be a problem getting clients and and, and all of that um but what happened is i quit my job and uh, pretty much right right around that time the the economy tanked uh, you know the, the the stock market crashed and you know, but I do believe that necessity is the mother of invention, and, and uh, you know everything's an opportunity. And and so what happened is I just uh, I, I met somebody. I, I'm I'm connection. I'm all about connection and leveraging one's network. And I met someone who worked for a company that was looking for career coaches to was looking to subcontract career coaches to help these Wall Street guys who didn't know what they were going to do next. They were really they were having an existential. Challenge. So that really got me, got me going. That really launched my career. So, so I wasn't planning on doing career coaching per se. I was wanting to do more executive and business coaching, but the need was for career coaches to help people figure out their next, their next step. And so that's what I did for a couple of years. And uh, so, hope that answers your question. But that's how I got into this, into this business. It was one of those like, oops, I'm in business stories. You know, I, I didn't really know. I didn't really know what I was getting into. I certainly didn't expect to be. To be launching a business in a down economy, but you know, however many years later—twelve years later—is it? I guess or around that. Um, still thriving and still pivoting, and and even right now, in, in the midst of this pandemic, I'm still feeling optimistic that that there will be opportunities coming through it. So it's just a matter of doubling down on the resilience muscle and uh, and trying different things and just staying optimistic.
0: It's really important to be optimistic, and um, you know, you you've Expressed a few things that are really common with folks that have gone from employment to entrepreneurship and have been successful in their entrepreneurial pursuits. And first of all, congratulations in um, being at this on your own for twelve years. You certainly have beat the odds. We know it, we know what the statistics <laughs> say about you know getting through the first year of business. Most people don't. So it's definitely a, a challenging transition. And then you did it right. Thinking that it might might have been easier sailing than it was because a huge recession hit shortly after you launched your business. Yeah, and and the other thing that struck me in in what you described, you know, being in a a senior position in Scholastic when the Harry Potter series was was being launched, it is really something that many people would aspire to um, have happen to them, and then to go from that to actually being laid off. Um, I can only mm-hmm. imagine how it must have felt.
1: Yeah, it was it was crazy. <laughs> I, I, you know, back then, too, and I don't know if companies do this as much, but they they let school. I was at Scholastic almost 10 years. So I, I was encouraged to move a lot of times. You know, it's like you want to try something out. You know, I moved from publicity to marketing to chief of staff to. Ultimately, the last job that I had there was head of training and development because that's really what I wanted to do. So I, I was given that opportunity, and uh, and the company put me through uh, an MBA program, and all, and then they just downsized, you know, 500 people out, and uh, I was one of those people to get get laid off after really having a very successful career there. But business is business, so I was kind of uh, I was like a sacrificial lamb in the in the HR department. But, you know, it, it. I think it was in some ways it was kind of a blessing because if that not had not happened, I might have just stayed there well beyond my time. And, um, you know, I was I was still young and, and ambitious and and was able to to pivot. So uh, but I also think and, you know, I don't want to sound Pollyanna. I mean, sometimes things just really do suck. And that's, you know, but um, but having gone through that experience of being laid off from the successful a successful run, it also gives me a. It really gave me a great deal of empathy for the clients that I've helped who have gone through the same thing. and um you know if there was a silver lining, that was one of them to you know, because it's really uh, now I've been on both sides of the table, the firing and the firing somebody and the being fired. and uh, it really opens your eyes to all the decisions that that drive the that ultimate uh, that ultimate action,
0: oh, for sure. and when this opportunity came around to help others with their careers, which as you said, was was not something that you were specifically looking for. It was somewhat unexpected. Like, how did you come to the point where you realized this was an opportunity and you wanted to go for it? You know, know that your own background actually made you a good candidate to be good at it.
1: I was, well, first of all, I, you know, I did work with, I had worked with a career coach when I was let go. So I had, so that actually given me an orientation to what career coaches do. So it wasn't that I, you know, I didn't really, you know, I, I couldn't see myself doing career coaching. It just wasn't my first choice. I, I, you know, I wanted to work with people who were in jobs who, you know, who probably had had the means to, to retain me, but I did find that, you know, the, the sort of core coaching skills that I had were very, very appropriate to work with these senior, senior people who had been let go and. And so doing work with them around their values and their, their purpose and, and, and assessing their, their, their strengths and helping them leverage their networks were all things that I had really done in, in, in different ways through coach training and and through my own, my own personal journey. So it really turned out to be quite a, quite a great experience. And I still actually do career coaching. Right now, I don't do a lot of it, but I um, usually work with a handful of executives in transition, and and I love it. You know, I, I love it because it it's uh, it can be a really creative process. It's harder to to fully optimize the experience when people are are very very low on funds and they feel like there's a fire and they have to get that next job right away. But people who have the, the luxury of taking a little more time to really explore, find ultimately that they land on something that's great and 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 nurturing and and uh, and sustainable. So you know so I enjoyed enjoyed it and I still do.
0: Mm. So Alan, fast forward to today. sure you know, as we said earlier, we're in the midst of this um, really crazy turbulence in our world. Where do you see the biggest need for for lack of a better way of describing it just sound leadership?
1: Yes, boy. What a great question. I, you know, I, I'm so, so active in, in communities of leaders and, and particularly communities of coaches. And I feel like this is just an unbelievable time for, for those of us who are leaders to really double down and serve our communities, to serve our communities and to grow our communities. So, you know, so I've been creating all sorts of content to help people manage through uncertainty and change. I have a bunch of programs that I was planning on launching in the next few weeks, but I'm going to just push them up a little bit farther until we get through this, this mess. But um, but I feel like for coaches like myself are, are going to be needed more than ever to, to help leaders and entrepreneurs really stay focused and, and help them build their resilience and help them see opportunities that they may not be seeing you know hopefully the government is going to provide some stimulus to to our economy so people will still be able to invest in themselves and in their businesses but i feel like this is a great time for innovation and it's a time for for people to help one another and and so i think that it's i am the eternal optimist having gone through you know you know downturns and and uh, i've always seen the good things come about on the other end, I mean, remember, remember, you know, when that when the economy tanked years ago, that so many so many millionaires were created, you know, at, uh, on the other side of it. So lots of innovation and innov- innovators came came out of that. So uh, there's no reason to think that this couldn't happen again.
0: It's true. I mean, there's, there's no question that when there's um, when there's major disruption, there are also opportunities. I mean, we we could even see it today that all of a sudden there's this. Massive shift to people working remotely. Um, so, right. so, right. and they're people that that need remote tools. They need remote right. tools, like like physical tools, to be able to get online and communicate in ways they haven't before. And they also need the soft skills to be able to do it well. It's it, running a Zoom meeting is very different than running an in-person meeting.
1: Exactly, I'm seeing a, a, a ton of programs now teaching teaching people how to deliver their content online. And, uh, you know, I've been doing that for for much of my career. So I feel like I'm a little ahead of the curve there, but, but it's a time to really up my game and and creating more, more online learning tools and group and and courses and things like that. And, and also, you know, I had said earlier about giving away content right now, you know, certainly doing that and also just being able to beta test some, some really low cost kinds of programs for, for people. It's uh, that also, Provide services, uh, you know, as a great as a great opportunity. I, it's I don't want to minimize how horrible it is that people are getting sick and 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 you know going to be feeling the pinch. But but if we if we try to find some good in it, I do think that it's going to be helpful.
0: Mm. What strategies do you think might be useful, particularly for e- either business leaders or even people like yourself who are coaches who are perhaps frightened that their their own business is just being turned upside down and and afraid that they're not going to be able to meet immediate expenses, what strategies can you offer to kind of stay focused, get through this and realize that there are ways to come out on the other side? You know, assuming, assuming that there aren't health issues, but right. um, if we're just talking about the business issues, you know, what words of guidance can you offer folks?
1: Sure, sure. And, and first of all, I think, you know we absolutely have to, to acknowledge that, that fear is inevitable and um, most of us are experiencing it on, on one level, one side of the spectrum or the other. I think that it's useful to useful to look at to break it down a little bit. First of all, what are um, what are those things that that we can influence? Um, what are those things that are within our control, and then what are the things that we need to just accept are outside of our control, and those those things that we we can control are, and those things we can influence are where we need to to put our focus. The fear and anxiety, a lot of that, uh, and the stress that comes through it is when we're we're focused on when we're struggling, when we're not accepting those things that are outside of our control. I also think that. It, a lot of the stress comes from the from catastrophizing the worst scenarios are. you know and I think that that that's dangerous. I think it's I think it really is about mindfulness and staying as in the present as much as we can because, because the the ground is shifting every day and, and so it's you know we, we have to plan um, in our business and work on our business every day and then but then also accept that tomorrow things may look very different. And um, I don't know that that I I feel like this is the time for people to pour excess, you know, unless you have the money banked um, to put tons and tons of money into your business. I think it's I think you can be optimistic, but but also be to to be conservative in terms of your spending. But I do think that now is a great time to reach out to current clients, to past clients, to check in with people to really double down on your listening skills to see what the what the compelling needs are you know it's a good time to uh, for to beta test some programs to work on that on um, that book or on that content that you've been thinking about for a while and yeah definitely leveraging your network and and providing value because because at some point we're going to get through this and the people that we've helped through our own leadership they're going to remember us they're going to remember you as the person who was there, who provided value, who was was a resource, who was a calm influence, who wasn't going all negative, you know. And when business comes back, when business bounces back, you're going to be the first person that they think of. So, I mean, and this is this is assuming that you know that the government's going to help us out a little bit, and you know, financially, and and uh, you know, and and so that we're not uh, we're not in complete in complete chaos.
0: Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more. That it's really important just to offer to help in times of of severe stress. People they need it; they're reassured by it, and they do remember it. I know I've experienced the same thing. Um, I started my business in two thousand six, so it was a few years before the last recession, and I helped some clients weather some really difficult times. And and boy, those clients just don't forget that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been been reaching out to clients and offering to do to do complimentary webinars on dealing with change and uncertainty leading through uncertain times and they've, many have been receptive i've been doing a lot of interviews on the topic and and uh you know we we have to help each other stay strong and this is a community issue and you know and the other thing is that that we're you know as i said my my brand is built around uh, around the power of human connection and And, you know, we, we get mixed messages on, uh, you know, we're told to socially distance ourselves and, you know, and, and you can get confused and think that that means that we can't stay connected. But I actually think that it's really a matter of being more creative in terms of how you connect with, with others during these times, more intention around texting people and messaging people and picking up the phone and doing, doing FaceTime or zoom meetings or whatever it is, just do just increase the frequency of the connection, send notes to people, you know, to provide food for, for for make sure that the elderly have food being delivered to them, you know, send food to them, whatever, whatever we need to do, you know, service. There's nothing that can make us feel better and get us out of our, out of our heads than, than serving others and connecting with others in our
0: community. Right. And those are things we do have control over. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Alan, what, what's your dream for your business? Uh, so
1: what I am trying to do is really pivot to to an online business to really to be able to, sir, be one to many and create large groups, group programs. I, I'm doing a lot of work right now in emotional intelligence and and helping particularly men become more emotionally intelligent so they can have greater success. And so I've I've been uh, I'm I'm looking to grow to grow those programs and and that's my my main goal and and to do more work with teams and and more more work with more public speaking and, you know, whether that's virtual or in person, hopefully one day, um, that's really where I'm, I'm focused. And, uh, it's so far so
0: good. Yeah, no, it's, it's really badly needed. So, um, your skills couldn't be used at a better time. Thank you so much. Yeah. Alan, if uh, somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've talked about, get in touch with you, access any resources you have. You've mentioned that you have a lot of content. Where's the best place for them to go?
1: Sure. So I've been building a library of of great tools and resources, including some things about managing uncertainty and change. And so if if folks want access to that library, they can go to com backslash subscribe. And everything will be there. Um, Things about um, how connection drives innovation, how to improve our listening skills, leading during times of uncertainty. I've got a great infographic there. And um, we'll just keep on adding to that library so people can can have all the tools that they need to get through these most
0: difficult times. Yeah, thank you so much. Alan, I really want to thank you for taking the time to join us today and sharing your insights. My guest today has been the president of ASC Coaching and Speaking, Alan Cohen. Thank you again, Alan, for joining us.
1: Thank you, David.
0: When you visit the Going Solo website at smashingtheplateau.com slash solo, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today we learned how to get through complex transitions and lead with focus and much more. If you'd like to share your story on going solo, or if you know someone who would, please get in touch with me via our website at smashingtheplateau.com. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them learn how to build a successful business after a late career job loss. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.